let's be honest, I can't do small talk, so let's get deep. Welcome to the Into Me I See podcast, where we talk candidly about the human experiences and the intimacies of being you. Okay. Wow. We're really doing this. We are here. <laughs> lovely studio um, that just looks so amazing. Yeah. This is very LA too. Yeah. Um, I'm your host, Allison, and this, I'm calling you my resident guest because I would say that the reason that we're here is because of the conversations that we have. And I think we had one too many where it was like, we have to do this as a podcast. And I think we, we, uh, we challenge each other. So, um, that's what we're doing. We're doing it big. We're doing it real. Just walking into a podcast. Like, you know. That's how we we've roll. been watching too many of these, and it's like we could do that. Yeah. So and I I love our conversations, and that's actually how the name of the podcast "Into Me I See" came up because the intimate conversations that we've had. Yeah. And um, I'm really grateful to do this. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm Allison. I would love if you would tell the story. Yeah. Of how we met. <laughs> so um, I'm George, everybody, uh, and. Allison and I met, believe it or not, on the infamous dating apps, uh, specifically on Hinge. And for me, uh, it took me a while to kind of hop on the dating apps. I had come out of a long-term relationship, so I was just kind of feeling it out. And um, Allison and I matched, and we met for ice cream. And the one thing that I noticed from our initial reaction is it didn't take long for us to talk about like honest things about our past Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was a comfort level that I was like oh this is this is new because I think a lot of times on the dating apps you try to uh, there's a lot of anxiety and you try to from a male perspective um, make sure everything is you you might try to be a little bit more than who you are and it's not really a space in the first interaction to be open and talk about your true honest background yeah, we and talked about some real stuff right off the bat. And we weren't we weren't drinking. It was like yeah. the middle of the day. Ice cream. Ice cream. Highly recommend ice cream on the first uh, interaction. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful day, sunny. Um, and time frame wise, I think this was like July 2020. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time is flying. Yeah. Um, in In Minneapolis where we're. Where we're kind of both from, from. yeah, yeah, we're yeah. from the Midwest, yeah, uh, out here in LA, uh, doing the thing, and um, Allison and I had, I think our relationship had a lot of, it was a very windy road, um, and one of the things that I'm really grateful for, and I'll kind of let you talk about our transitions, but we decided to not necessarily pursue a romantic. Um, side of the relationship and we valued what we were talking about mm-hmm. and it was a very almost sacred acknowledgement mm-hmm. and, I, and I thought to myself like who else in the world can I talk to about the things that I'm currently going through uh, and you are a very good sounding board for me and I sought refuge in our conversation so I think our decision to remove the romantic side of things really allowed us to uh, dive deeper into each other. And and that's why I think now, um, over the couple years of our conversations, like, you know things about me that not many people know, and I feel like I'm in the same boat for you. Yeah. I think one of the things that you said to me recently was every time you leave a conversation with me, there's something that you think about or there's something yeah. that you, like, have to kind of massage or that there's something that you have that you – that provides more insight. And I think I feel the same way about you. Um, today we're talking about self intimacy. Yeah. So intimacy with ourselves. And, um, I would love to hear what you would define that as, or what your experiences have been in that, in that realm. Yeah. So I think in the beginning, so I was in a multi-year relationship and got engaged and eventually called it off. But through that period, um, kind of the final stages of it, uh, my partner and I had gone through therapy and that was my first real experience in therapy. And it was 
very eye-opening. I think that is that is a much needed um, piece of life that I think a lot of folks are losing out on, mm-hmm. especially uh, men. Mm-hmm. And it just provided a safe space to get things off your chest without the gearing up for the the battle or the mm-hmm, argument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And through that, I realized I was just able to think a little more clearly. And at the end of that engagement, there was definitely a dark period where I had a lot of, I just had time to sit with myself. Uh, you know, I'm in an apartment where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in here alone now. And there's mm-hmm. all this space. Different energy. Different energy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very familiar. You like, turn the corner and it's like, oh, this is where we used to stand. You feel breakfast. like a piece is missing, but yeah. you also feel like super free. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're like, I you hate know, this, but thank walking God. Walking around in the draws, you know, just, <laughs> just, let, <laughs> just feeling free. But at the same time, yeah, that big piece is missing. And I thought to myself, like, how am I going to feel this? Mm-hmm. How am I going to uh, find myself again? And Did you feel like you made like a concerted effort or decision where you're like, okay, I need to change or I need to evolve or I need like, did, did it feel like a click or was it a, no, it felt, it honestly felt like just a long, it was just this emptiness that I just didn't know what to do with. And I'm a very kind of calm by nature person. So I was like, Oh, this will pass. That's why we balance each other out. Cause and, <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, Cause I'm not calm. <laughs> yeah, Allison is type a capital got a fire a, sign. Capital a, um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm and I'm an Aquarius, and so I'm I'm much more like in the wind, and I let I go with the flow. But this one, I just couldn't shake the feeling of like, who am I now? And fortunate for me, I had, you know, I'm one of the individuals in my friend group that provides counsel and can have those deep, honest conversations. Friends hit me with some real things, and I just kind of have real conversations to let them know that I'm here for them. But at the same time this isn't going to be a comfort situation. Like we're going to dive into mm-hmm. what what's actually going on. And I had some friends do that for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm one that doesn't, I don't take compliments well. They almost bounce off of me because I don't feel like, I, you know, I don't feel like I deserve them. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole, yeah, we'll get into that, you know, <laughs> phase that is currently working through. But simple things like, George, just because that didn't work out doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. Just because that didn't work out doesn't mean that, you know, all is over. All is lost. Did you journal or do you feel like it's just I did. Like, okay. I did. And actually one of the things that before the actual uh, breakup or severance, I, uh, I wrote all the thoughts on this giant piece of paper and left it for my partner to see. And so I did feel like I was able to get a lot of things out and – Throughout that process, I also saw where a lot of my uh, issues and flaws were. Mm. And so it's like, okay, well, these are some things that I can work on. But I also had this sense of, even though I felt like all was kind of lost, I knew that this was needed or I have the now tool set to be an even better partner in the future when I'm ready to. But that's pretty rapid progression because, I mean, my story specifically. So, I mean, there's two parts to this. One is something that I've shared with you, which I think is just like so funny and, and the dots connect and this is why I am the way I am. Mm -hmm. But when I was 12 years old, I entered this contest for pens, jelly roll pens. And (laughs) and it was like a writing contest and you got to pick a word and then provide context around that word. Mm. And the word that I picked at 12 years old was intimacy, which is wild, 12 years old. And I, my quote was Mm -hmm. intimacy is being comfortable with someone rummaging through your soul. Rummaging? Rummaging. You do that word at 12? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Are you a spelling bee champ too? I was actually in fourth grade. Oh, okay, of course. Um, I'm a terrible <laughs> speller now, but yeah, I peaked in fourth grade for spelling. But, um, you know, the dots have connected now as I look back mm-hmm. of how interested I was and almost like relentless at what intimacy means. And I think I've spent a lot of my life exploring who I am and – And for me, intimacy is coming up to those things that feel really uncomfortable or that you don't necessarily like about yourself. Yeah. When when you're faced with the realization, you're like, damn, 
this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're faced with, do I want to continue? I mean, my biggest saying in life is what you allow will continue. That's real. So there's a lot of things that I have come up with against when I, when I'm finding myself and when I'm getting to be more intimate with myself and I'm faced with the decision, the choice mm -hmm. of, do I want to continue being like this? Yeah. And I think one of those things, so a real quick synopsis is, you know, I, I'm, I'm laying down intimacy at 12 years old. I know what that is. And then I think I kind of got in the fast track of like adolescence and just trying to fit in and went yeah. to college and met a guy. And I was in, like we said, we're in from the Midwest. It's a pretty traditional. Yeah. Uh, if you're not married by 23, yeah. 24 with the kids. That's the, house, the pipeline. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's yeah. the pipeline. So I ended up marrying my college sweetheart and five weeks after I got married, I had a panic attack, mm. like a full blown. I didn't, I mean, now I can identify that it was a panic attack, but I just didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I like couldn't breathe. I felt like beside myself and I wasn't in immediate danger. So I was like, yeah. mentally, it was like I was panicking. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, very quickly from there is when I started going to therapy. And I think it's so interesting that you also went to therapy in like a very dark place. I wish that we got into therapy when things were less chaotic yeah. or or that you're in this place of like dire straits. Yeah. But I don't think that that's necessarily how it happens. But I was led to therapy um, when I was realizing very quickly that the life that I was on the track felt very unaligned to who I deeply knew. And I didn't necessarily know deeply what that was, mm -hmm. but I knew that there was just it was not incongruence with each other. Yeah. And it was about a year and a half of uncovering that. So my therapist gave the example of, you know, you built this infrastructure or this structure around your soul. Mm, and okay. all of that scaffolding is not true to who you are. Mm. So you have to take that scaffolding down. Mm. And when I was left with taking the scaffolding down and realizing that the foundation was like I said, you're based, you're, you're confronted with that decision. Yeah. I knew that that wasn't who I Not wanted your true to be. Self, yeah. And so, you know, did you go to therapy with your partner or was that solo? Okay. I went to therapy by myself and then we also went to couples therapy okay. and, you know, we'll obviously share more about this, but our split was incredibly amicable and respectful and yeah. it really allowed me to unfortunately do the really really dirty work mm -hmm. of getting down all the way down to the yeah. that foundation yeah. so yeah and it's been actually it's next month it'll be 10 years since i've got divorced wow so this past 10 years i would say the first three years were real touch and go there yeah. really building up what that foundation is um but for the last seven years i think it's been a I mean, it definitely has been bumpy still, but um, it's been a lot clearer in the sense that, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing, mm -hmm. I'm discovering myself and I find great joy in it. That doesn't mean that it's not painful, Yeah, exactly. but I love knowing myself more and more. Like every day I'm like, oh, that's a part of you. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You made that decision and you've made that decision seven times now and you're still making it. And so it's, it's mm -hmm. those like, gratefulness but also i'm like kind of unrelenting in in growth and progress and you know continuing to build that scaffolding so yeah i think one of the important pieces for me in general is honesty right and mm -hmm. that's especially honesty with yourself I, I think in the sense of intimacy that's really where it starts because if you start operating based off of like the feelings or what you think should be happening or your expectations that could send you on a whole different tangent mm -hmm. and you'll eventually have to do the work to come back to, you know, let's, let's sit down and really talk about what's going on here. And like you said, you're going to uncover some things that are uncomfortable mm -hmm. and things that you're going to have to work through. And another moment for me was actually getting on the dating apps. Mm. It took me, my brother actually helped create the profile for me because when I started dating, my partner, I was in college, and um, this was, yeah, about 
a little over 10 years ago. And so the dating apps weren't really a thing then. And I was with her for, you know, several years. And so I missed that whole wave of Tinder and all the apps. Did you get a little jealous? You're like, I got in this relationship and now look at all the, the sea. Of, I mean. <laughs> sea of swiping. I mean, it was it was a whole new world. And one that I was so lost in because that was the way of like courting. And I'm a much more in real life mm-hmm. individual and uh like how do I what what how is this profile? How do I create it? What do I say? Yeah. What pictures do I choose? And at the same time, you want to, you know, obviously attract uh, someone. So you're going to naturally put your your mm-hmm. best. I'm a, it took me days to just choose the I don't know you get five photos or something like that. I was like I need one with like style. I need one you know showing the physical. I still uh, remember the photo that I saw in your profile, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. But even now knowing you now, yeah. it's yeah. like that profile is just, I mean, leave dating apps aside because that's a whole nother yeah. issue. But yeah. the who you are as a person, you cannot encapsulate no. in prompts and photos. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And then the, I think there's a, each dating app has a type of crowd that it draws, yeah. right? And so my brother kind of broke it down like, okay, Tinder is kind of like mm. down and dirty. Like he's trying to get it in. And you, you kind of have to, he said, put a little bit more work into it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have the props and, uh, and it just allows more space for, I think, honesty. But as I'm writing this profile, I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm starting from ground zero. So let's put it all on the table. And as I was going on dates and, and meeting women, I made it a point to just start with my story. And that honesty I noticed was drawing uh, women in. I mean, I remember sitting at the dinner table and uh, I was having dinner with somebody and literally her hair had got into her food just because she was leaning so far forward. So engaged. With and her. I was just like, what is, it? and I was thinking to myself like, okay, is this rare, right? Or do, do, do do men really talk about their background and their past in the in the highs and lows? Because I mean, when you imagine meeting somebody and they say, "Yeah, I just got off a long term relationship, called off the engagement, uh, don't know what I'm doing right now, trying to figure it out." And at that point, I was like, "Okay, if somebody can handle that and withstand that, okay, this is somebody that I can at least be friends with." And that was my approach: can we at least be friends? Because I need to be able to joke. I need to be able to feel comfortable. And it's it's hard to feel comfortable with someone that you're tr- you're you're trying to woo, right? Because it, it takes on a facade, and you have to um, kind of put on a show in some cases. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if they can handle the real, did then- you go into these dates like knowing what you wanted to talk about, or like how how far along were you in being like true to yourself, or like you know were you? As soon as they said, tell me about yourself. Oh, you want to know? <laughs> I got a story for you. You do. Um, one of my lines, too, was like, I was like, yeah, I, I used to tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm in about like my third life. This is my third life right now. I had some phases. Uh-huh. And this one is kind of starting from scratch. And I think once I gave that information out, you know, in some cases, they would tell me a lot about what they what they went through in their past. Mm-hmm. Um and then I could really decipher, like, okay, is this somebody that I could be honest about continuing this relationship or can this grow into something versus, all right, this is going to be super shallow. And then do I just want to, you know, just do the physical side of this mm-hmm. or do I cut this off? And and ghosting was something that I thought I knew what ghosting was, but <laughs> until you get on these apps and – you go on a date with somebody and you'll think it like really went really well and you'll send a couple of texts later and it's just like no noise. Because I think the apps allow for a space of you don't really have to be committed. You don't really have to dive all the way in because that silence kind of speaks volumes. And there's a there's a there's a comfort level with it almost it's like it's accepted. Um, oh, it's accepted. Kind of, but I think that ghosting for me is one of the things that triggers when we talk about like knowing yourself and intimacy with yourself, I think ghosting is one of those things that happens to me that I have to dig deeper yeah. into who I am and what I know to be true because it feels very um, 
it feels mean. It feels mm-hmm. it like I'm like, we're all adults here. So like, right. can you just say, hey, not interested? Best of luck. Like, yeah. I need that. And obviously that's attached to some of my yeah. attachment issues. But I think to your point of like honesty, I've always said or I've said for a, a while now, I can handle anything as long as it's the truth. Yeah. And I've been in relationships where someone was lying to me. I've lied to myself Mm -hmm. for goodness sake you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i think when you can always just like fall back on the truth or like that's your that's your core essence or your personality yeah i think then you don't have anything to be worried about because we've always been very truthful with each other i think we obviously did partake in somewhat of a romantic relationship for a period of time yeah and for me, what was really hard, and I I think that it shows the work that I had been on and continue to be on, is I had to tell you mm-hmm. that I didn't want to continue a romantic relationship. And yeah. do you remember my reaction? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was, um, I kind of, you know, when I first saw you that day, I was like, oh, okay, something's, there's something heavy and Interesting. On, your, on your heart. Because you didn't like, act like it. I didn't act like, maybe because it's like. Why didn't I act like that? Because I, I, I had knew, just come back from a trip. Yeah. And you were staying in my apartment. I let you stay mm-hmm. in my apartment. Yeah. And I had started seeing someone. Yeah. And that was the background is I had started seeing someone mm-hmm. and I was very intentional about being committed to that person, you know, obviously physically. Yeah. Um, and so that was the the recognition that that was my priority. Mm-hmm. And I needed to end our romantic Mm -hmm. relationship. And that was very difficult for me because I was so unsure of what our relationship would look like after that. And then also, I think the biggest thing is that I had to stick up for my beliefs and like what I was comfortable with. And that's always been the underlying challenge for me is to say like, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that I can't be with multiple people romantically. I just, I know that that's not in me. And so I <laughs> yeah. How would that day go for Bro- you? He broke the news, and I was like, "Well, I think f- I, I was at my apartment, and then you left, and then I called yeah. you because yeah. I." <laughs> yeah, because it was so funny about it is I was like, okay, there was so many things going on, and I was like, I was racing to this meeting, and I was like, okay, let me, st- I, I just want to stay and like see her because I obviously we just stayed in your place, and I want to make sure you got home safely and everything like that. But I think one of the things that I had to be honest with myself was. All right, if I don't have true intention here, at some point, um, the true desires of each person will come out. And so I, I didn't necessarily know there was a timeline per se, but I knew that we were coming to a point of like, let's put the real cards on the table here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was okay with that because I know who you are and I know what you need. And I also had the, again, honest moment with myself was like, can I... Can I be someone or or can I can I portray um the characteristics that you need? And for me at the time, I was still transitioning, trying to um really feel comfortable in my career. And I I don't know if it's just, well, I'll speak for myself, but I feel like it's also a very common male thing where it's like if things aren't settled career-wise, financially wise, then it's like you're not even thinking about uh let me lock something down because I wish we we led with more our true feelings and our true desires as opposed to is the whole is the whole puzzle put together and then once the puzzle is put together then we can um, coincide mm-hmm. and I think I, that was remnants of my prior relationship where I spent years setting up the the bricks and like let's make sure this is done let me make sure this is done and then eventually once all the work is done then we should just be happy and 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 okay right mm-hmm. like yeah that's how it should go. Um, I also knew that it took, like, it was hard for you. And yeah, I cried. Yeah. And I was like, it was a oh very my gosh. vulnerable. It was, yeah. And I, and I, I was so, I was appreciative of that um, because I know it took mm-hmm. a special type of person to be able to say that to me yeah. and to, to have that courage. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, I, I respect that on so many different levels. And so now it just became, Okay, you are forever in my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm going to always look out for you and make sure you're good. And um, 
I think that's what really opened up our uh, our conversations were a lot deeper after that. Yep. Um, and what's funny too is I think we we knew the the good qualities about each other, mm-hmm. and I, I like I knew they existed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm going to enter relationships, if I'm if I'm going to entertain um, different interactions. I know that it's possible to to get a true level of honesty. I know it's possible. And so if I wasn't feeling that, that's just like, okay, well, no time to waste here because this individual might not be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me at that point, I I was I began like rooting for you. I was in your corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I mean, I don't know if y'all can hear it on the, on the podcast, but Allison is a very gorgeous human being. And that was a tough loss uh, for me. But um, but it was needed because I think, you know, when you get locked in on the physical aspect um, and, there's, and there isn't true intention, it just, that's not a foundation to really build on. Yeah. And eventually it will crumble and eventually things will get dicey and what we I didn't want to have places. happen, yeah. Do, what I didn't want to have happen is any negative. Like I didn't. But want you were going to gonna go let that ride out as long as possible. I was the one that was going to have to draw the boundary. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Which is fine. Which yeah, is fine I, I, I would have let it ride out longer, sure. But I think I knowing you and knowing what you needed at that time, I knew that there was a disconnect. Yeah. So eventually, like I said, we're going to have to face this this uh and i would say that conversation was one of the things that as we're talking about you know building confidence and building trust and building more about who we are as individuals and learning ourselves i now look back on that pivotal moment that pivotal conversation and realize that it's only going to benefit me if i if i stand up for what i need yeah and like yeah it was a hard conversation and the traction maybe afterwards was like a little slippery but i think yeah. we really quickly i think also it's a testament to you you're so good at boundaries and you're so mature and you're so understanding that i've never had to worry about like the reaction not even the reaction just like you still having like ulterior motives because Mm. you're a guy, I'm a girl. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I've never had to worry. I've never felt unsafe or like that you were going to maybe try to sneak one in or whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever, because we, we respect each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you say something like, Hey, there's somebody that, you know, I'm, I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to respect that, uh, that boundary because, you know, I know what it takes to build with someone and it doesn't make anything easier if yeah. there's still like remnants of other things or if there's still like little playful games going on. You can't truly right. investigate. And, and I think that's something that I know. I don't think that that other person was doing it, but like <laughs> that's another conversation. But yeah. at least when when I show up for relationships and I show up, I want to be authentic and I want to be proud of who I am and how I show up. That's very, very important to me. Like what I say that I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And so, um, that integrity for me is like, if I, if I can be firm in that, then whoever's supposed to be, come leave Mm -hmm. it all kind of. Yeah. And you know, while it's like, I learned a lot from that because it, it reminded me that it things will work out mm-hmm. if you're honest and you're true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it might be difficult. Yes, there may be a couple days of like, because I'm trying to think. When you told me that, like, was there how long before like we were communicating? I, I feel like I texted you the next day, or so like it wasn't like we went on like a dark silence for a no. Period I think time you called like me the next day and you were like, "Hey, I'm just checking in. How you're doing?" Yeah. And like. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. God I'm not yeah. alienating this person or he's not, you know, you know, right. yeah. dismissing me and whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't like looking back, I don't remember awkward. I don't remember the next time I saw you. Like that's yeah. how seamless it was right. and how right. dope that is. Like, yeah. and that's why we're sitting here with mics in front of us because hey. <laughs> we've, we've navigated, we've some, yeah. I think something that's unique to us. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I mean, 
I cherish the things that we've been able to talk about. And I don't necessarily know. I think because we, you weren't ready for a relationship and I was, mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately what I would love is that piece and then in combination with our dynamic. Because yeah. I always say, like, you are my communication goals for a man. Because mm. up until you, I don't think I really saw it possible. Mm. Like, I, I think that you emulate a way of communicating who you are so clearly yeah. that it it feels like we're on the same level. Yeah. That I can tell you something and you're going to be able to acknowledge it and comprehend it. Mm -hmm. You not only can listen to it, but you can comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the my, my strengths that I had to realize within myself because I've had to ask myself, like, why – why is why does it seem easier for me to have these type of conversations when I'm talking with my boys and like they're trying to get, tell me a situation that they're going mm. through? I was like, that was your approach, or that's what you said. Yeah. Um. And that happened enough where I was like, oh, this is uh, this is like a problem. Like, I don't. Think what do you think the problem is that 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 like for some there's a lot of. I don't think a lot of men are as honest as they want as they want to be because of fear. Like they're worried about the reaction. And mm -hmm. I was like, the reaction is gonna be the reaction. Right. You know? <laughs> if, if you if, lie about it, if you lie about it, like, you know worse. what I'm saying? Like if she, if she if she if she's a thrower of objects, like that plate is coming across the room, whether you whether you lie or not. Like it it, it really is what it is. And and I think um I think that's because again, like they're fearful of the extreme mm -hmm. and I think my mindset is I almost I go in a lot of cases I go to worst case scenario and then mm -hmm. work back like for example as we were talking about this podcast mm -hmm. we were both a little nervous about like, oh my gosh it's coming up what are we gonna do? uh you were a little concerned I was like oh should we do it should we not I was like okay let's let's let's, let's go to the worst case worst scenario. case scenario worst case scenario we walk into a room there's like 50 people staring at us we sweating yeah and we don't say anything on the mic but it's like okay we still got to sit on these really nice comfy couches actually what you said to me is you give me the single signal, we'll walk out the door. And hey. I was like, that is yeah, for real. real. Like that is again honesty. And then that's why I feel I felt, you know, safe and secure of being able to do this with you. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think, I mean, folks, as we tell our our our, our folks in our circle that, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I've told a few people that doing this podcast and they're like yes like every, it's been support consistently nobody right? was like what you're doing a podcast and it was like about time almost was the my reaction. friends are like yeah can you stop talking to me about this and like talk yeah. to someone else because yeah, no right? that's not true because uh, they're not they're not you know it's again it's a different level of comfort that again took work uh-huh um and would you say that your circle of male friends like do they have they ever acknowledged that they like are inspired by you or aspire to be like you or like, because you are such a good communicator. And I feel like that because you know yourself mm -hmm. and back to like the intimacy of knowing yourself, I yeah. think that it comes so naturally to you. Like, do you feel like men see that and they want to lean into it or are they like intimidated by it? I think, um, I think initially it was, well, my circle of friends are, like they know who I am, and I think they come to me with certain things because they they're ready for that dose of the real. Mm. They'll 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 communicate with all the other. Yep. <laughs> they'll get all the other, they'll get they'll all give, the BS. They'll get what they want to yeah, hear. Yeah, they'll get all the else. they want to hear. And then when they're ready for the gospel, then it's like, okay, well, come on over. Uh, let's really talk about it because. And 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 that's another thing where. It took me a while to understand my strength in that because. I was under the impression like, well, doesn't everybody say this? It doesn't doesn't wouldn't everybody tell you that? Yeah. And uh I didn't understand that that is that's that's like a gift in in a sense, because I'm operating from a almost solution based and let's let's work back so that you feel comfortable with with your actions in whatever you're going through. Yeah. Because if you're just concerned about the outcome if you're too concerned about the other individual then you're just kind of trapped in that way because i've i've lived a life where i put others first and um it's exhausting mm -hmm. and i think it took the um 
like the severance of my last relationship, but also like relationship, but it's also relationships with friends, relationships mm -hmm. with family. And I think once I realized that power, I became a lot more honest with everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And then it just became a thing where, okay, well, this is how I'm going to operate. Um, and it also gave me the, like, I, 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 it's weird to say, but I, um, it felt like this is how you're an adult, you know, yeah. like this is the next phase of development and conversations. Um, and I noticed like, you know, having more real conversation with my friends, with my mom, uh, my mom is someone who, you know, my, my people are from West Africa. And so like, there's a lot of, um, traditions that are contradictory with relationships and, and people and what the roles should be. Mm -hmm. And I think my mom has also had to realize, you know, because she's obviously, obviously I'm her son and she, uh, she's going to naturally be biased and take my side, but I also had to be like, look, like that thing ended and part of it was my fault. Mm -hmm. So I have things that I need to work on. Yeah. And part of the things that I need to work on were because of you. And because of how, you know. How'd because, she take that? Oh, my goodness. Um, she, Isn't it uh, crazy the moment that you have to tell your parents, like, yeah. hey, I love you. You're my parent. But, like, you kind of fucked me up. Yeah. And, like, here are the reasons why. Yeah. And, like, I mean, between the two, our two examples, I think that it runs the gamut of taking responsibility. For real. And, um, you know, because it's a... It's, uh, when you when you when you take someone's side and when you have a deep love for someone, I think you'll want to protect them, right? And sometimes that may mean that you'll give them a soft message or you mm -hmm. or you'll withhold things that will hurt them. But I I think that only prolongs the the issue, right? If if I really want to get to the root of something, if I really want to feel like I helped you, because if this is our last conversation that we have. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like, oh, I should have, could have, I should have told them that. And when I was really thinking that, yeah. like, I want them to leave that conversation with my true opinions on things yeah. and also leave with something that will help you. I think it's so interesting too. So we're, we, we're talking so much about like our inner knowing, our inner intimacy with ourselves, but the times that those really show up and the times that we have to dig in deep and evolve is when it comes up against relationships, whether that's family, friends, romantic, you know, mm -hmm. it's, I kind of think of like, I sometimes go into like a reclusive mode or more, you know, internal. I, I tend to be a little bit introverted when I'm maybe shedding a layer or progressing. Yeah. And then I show back up in relationships and then I'm presented with an opportunity to show up maybe differently than I have. Mm -hmm. Um and so I just think it's 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 kind of this like never ending. It sounds exhausting when it, it kind of is, but it's yeah. also like really exciting because I like being presented with I mean maybe I'm a little masochistic in that way, but I'm like deeply like inspired and mm -hmm. driven to like know myself and continually evolve. So like that's just built inside of me. Yeah. But I love being presented with a opportunity uh, in a relationship that I would have shown up differently mm -hmm. and that I'm choosing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to act differently. And I think a great example is, you know, I was recently presented with, uh, you know, I had spoken some things to some friends and maybe could have kept something a little bit more private. And my friend called me out and she's like, Hey, did you say this? Cause I told you that in confidence. And instead mm -hmm. of being like, defensive and being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like mm -hmm. it took, yeah. I remember sitting there and being like, I have to show up yeah. and be the person I want to be. I had to take ownership. I had to apologize. Mm -hmm. I had to say, I hear you. I understand why you're upset. I will do better. Mm -hmm. Like, and like name all of these things. And yeah. I knew that I was wrong. Yeah. And it, it was one of those like super humbling humiliating moments but again it's that same thing where it's like i showed up with my truth yeah and we have we have patched and yeah. i i think that we're we have a, a better friendship now right. because of the way that we both handled it because yeah. i respect her for coming because she could have easily you know ignored it and been like right brushed it under the rug 
or like insert that like gossip and poison elsewhere and then right. it'll come back around she could have been talking worse. shit about yeah. me behind my back because yeah. you know she felt validated like mm-hmm. if she's gonna run her mouth then i'll run yeah. mine yeah and i really respect her for standing up for herself so she's emulating who i want to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i had to you know step up and be like no this is my bad yeah. and i take full responsibility yeah and taking full responsibility and sitting in that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I have some similar examples to that. Um, when I go back to, you know, home to the Midwest, um, I, it's almost like, for example, I just went home for like the holidays, right? Yeah. And me and my boys were all chilling uh, in a, at a spot and we're all talking and we're all like, there's a lot of noise in the room. Yeah. And then eventually I kind of look at one of my best friends and I could tell he wants to have a private conversation. So like, okay, let's get up and Because you're so good at reading people. Yeah. I mean, maybe I would notice that, but like. Yeah, because I was like, something's going on. And I also know him and he's he's comfortable with certain people um, disclosing different information because he's he's the type of dude that, quote unquote, doesn't show weakness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Has a struggle with. Uh, quote unquote being soft. That's our second episode, I'm pretty sure, is we're going to talk about masculine feminine energy. Oh <laughs> we already <Yeah>. got <laughs> right <laughs> when your response is oh boy, that means uh, we have some content, it's but <laughs> like it's 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 sad because yeah, I, I think it just it's a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding of what power means, right? Like power is associated with holding on to things and being quote unquote strong, and put, I'm putting it on my shoulders because yeah. I'm yeah, but he he. He yeah, he had some yourself. real he had like a real situation that he was going through, and he also knew that I had gone through something similar. But my experience, I didn't necessarily want to use as like, hey, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. I used it as an opportunity, like, hey, this is what I had to go through to get to that outcome. Because mm-hmm. you're just focused on the outcome. Like, how did you, for example, like I, I co-parent with uh, someone that. Um, you know, we essentially had one interaction with mm-hmm. each other. and Which he told me on his first date. That's how real we got on oh the first date. Yeah, it was like... I was like, okay, okay, okay. Believe it or not, like that, you know, like a... I don't want to say like a male nightmare, but like one of the things that is a fear uh-huh. is, you know, from a guy like getting that phone call from somebody be like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was like, what? And so... I mean, the amount of shame, like, because I'm, I, I view myself as like, that's the type of stuff that happened to somebody else Mm -hmm. or like, I would never put myself in that situation. And again, when you have these expectations on how things are going to go and you truly believe them when it, when your world is turned upside down, it's you, if you're not like standing solid within who you are, Mm -hmm. you can get very lost and you Mm -hmm. can start for me piling on emotions and and ideas and feelings that aren't true Mm -hmm. um and so going from that to you know now a very i'm so grateful and a very like solid and uh strong foundation co-parenting relationship but it took it took all honesty in the world it took me being accepting that i initially had the wrong reaction and fortunately i was i'm in this with somebody who is uh, very mature and um, a beautiful soul and one that I'm very grateful mm-hmm. that this happened because um, at, at the outside world just sees how it's going. It's like so smooth. Like how did, did it yeah. matter? Did it just start like that? And I was like, no, like you want to know how it started? You are co-parenting <laughs> goals for sure. It, it started with like mayhem. It started with, uh, you know. What, but so would would you consider like that one of the moments that you've had to really like dig deep? So like you're, yeah, you're, oh, yeah. yeah, obviously the, yeah. your break from your engagement yeah. and then would this be kind of the other? Yeah. This, that was the next for jewel sure. on the crown. Of- for sure. <laughs> it was like, all right, George, like, well, how will your story be written? Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thought that I had, and especially because it was a little traumatic for me. Right. I, I grew up very distant from my dad. And I remember being a kid telling myself, like, when I have kids, like, I'm going to be, you know, like it's going to be under a house and we're all going to be a happy family. And again, that expectation and then boom, this happens. And it's like, all right, well, I almost went to the opposite extreme. Like, okay, I'm going to do everything opposite of him, Mm -hmm. right? Like every action that he took, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite. 
But I knew that I had to be comfortable with the fact that this is not the way I saw it. So the task at hand now is, again, build it how you want to, how, how do you want the story to be written? Mm-hmm. How do you want your child's memory of you to be at this stage in his life? And just focus on that. Um, one of my best friends is a family attorney and when this happened, I kind of called him. I was like, okay, let's, again, let's go to worst case scenario. Yeah. What happens if, like, I'm in, I'm in court? Or what happens if this happens? Or how do I, like, just all these random thoughts. And he hit me with this line that was like, hey, like, the real is, you know, your your life with your child will be more or less kind of scheduled. Mm-hmm. And that, like, broke me. It's like, what? Um, and I had to sit with that for a while. But I had to be honest with myself in terms of, even if that is the case, um, and I thought about my childhood and I thought about the moments that I even remember, right? Like how far back does my memory go? And I think the the moments of like discomfort wasn't necessarily the distance. It was when I did have a reaction or interaction with my father, was it good? Mm-hmm. Did it make me smile? Uh-huh. And I had to realize like, oh, that's the power because... If I'm fueling this situation with love and I'm being honest with myself, like the stars will align in some way, shape or form. And man, it took it took a lot of just brute honesty with myself. It took some therapy. It took talking to all of my friends and, you know, I have some friends with, you know, multiple baby mamas and mm-hmm. um, and what from the outside view, like what looks very toxic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm operating based off that fear, mm-hmm. but it's like, that doesn't have to be my, my reality. Yeah. And so let me take every action possible to ensure that me and my partner in this, like we have to do this together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also like, let's get all the uncomfortable conversations out the way before you even have a baby bump. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I remember telling her like, Hey, like, there's a high chance that we have separate families. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And that's, I mean, that's a question. I think when we're talking about building honesty, it's also sometimes about asking questions and being honest. Yeah. I've I've had conversations where I'm like, what's your biggest fear right now? My biggest fear is X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I think that that just kind of breaks down those barriers of, of trying to act like, everything's going to be okay or that we'll figure it out. It's like, no, this is real. Yeah. And we have to talk about what we're afraid of because we're, we're put in a situation now where. Yeah. This is, this is real life. This is not a drill. This is not not a drill. This is real. We are living the human experience. For real. And, um, I think especially because again, where we come from, right. Yeah. Build that family, get married. Yep. We got some house. real cookie cutter. Real just, oh, God. It's just like <laughs> this is one way of doing everything. Um, and if you don't if you don't follow that path, like you're an outsider. You're an outcast. Like, yeah, or you're weird or you're something's weird. wrong with you. Exactly. Or, like, I mean, I got divorced at 28 years old. Being a divorcee in the Midwest at oh, 28? It's like you got a black mark on you almost. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yep, yep. But, like, in that moment, like, now looking back, there was so much – right with me and I'm so proud of myself mm-hmm. for standing up for I, I mean I still didn't I still wasn't able to articulate who I was but I knew that that path was not going to be right for me and I think that's the moral of all of our examples that we've just laid out is yeah. like one you have to be true to yourself oh. and in order to be true to yourself you have to know yourself mm-hmm. and I think the other part of it that's so important is like reaction time yeah. Like I've heard from you a couple of times now. You're like, I had to dig deep. I had to take a moment to pause. I had to like reflect. Mm-hmm. And I think in moments like that where you have to step up and be a different version or be a version that you don't even know but you want to be, mm-hmm. it's like it's that that pause and that that comprehension that you have a choice. Yes. I think so often we get yes. in this like mindset where it's like, nope, this is just how it has, it has to, be, to be. And this yeah. is how I have to react. It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes that pause might be one second. Yeah. But it's like, 
it's that shift of making a a choice and a direction change, even if it's like one degree, mm-hmm. so that you can show up better for yourself. And I think that 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 builds self confidence. I think it also brings the people who yeah. are supposed to be in your life. Because I would say my my twenties were filled with superficial, not aligned people. Mm. But the more and more I grew into who I was, the more and more I felt seen, the more and more I felt like I could have conversations like this. Yeah. Because I don't do surface level casual conversations. I want to dig in. Yeah. I want to be Let's real. Let's talk about the real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't care what your favorite color is. <laughs> for Like, and I think, you know, throughout my dating experiences, like, yeah, all that stuff is, you know, I'll, I'll read your profile to see what your favorite. Sure breakfast is or right. if you like coffee you're like who cares because i need to know sooner rather than later can we go through life and to me like life is good and bad it's ups and downs and um i think in my journey um to get comfortable with my co-parenting situation was it was just, it had to be rooted in honesty um and it had to also be rooted in support mm-hmm. because one of the things that allowed both of us to just breathe and sigh deeply. It's like, look, we have to understand this is a forever thing. Yeah. So I need to forever be in your corner. Mm -hmm. You have to forever be in mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also, you know, it's two different races, right? So it's like I have to defend you Mm -hmm. against my circle and Mm -hmm. you have to defend me against yours. Yeah, there's a lot of dynamics there. It's it's, And we have to, again, flush all of that. What questions do you have? What are you worried about? What are you concerned about? Because, I mean, countless examples, right, of – that going wrong mm-hmm. and fortunate or unfortunate i had those examples around me so i could be like okay i'm definitely not going to be in that situation yeah definitely not going to say that to my partner i'm definitely not going to um create that environment and so i knew what to avoid which meant um again you have to set this up and how you want it to go because even now um you know, we've, you know, fast forward, we've gone on like trips together. And I, know, I think amazing. a lot of people, you know, uh, we were, uh, we did a little like moment. We just um, celebrated my son's birthday in Costa Rica. And uh, so many people were reaching out like, how are y'all doing this? Like, because you have boundaries. What and you, you know do? yourself. Exactly. And you're honest. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> and then my boys would be like, so you ain't you ain't gone back you ain't go back Jesus. You ain't, you, y'all haven't rekindled anything. It's like, you guys are, no. Guys only have like one. <laughs> question it's like are you getting it or not like i was like because because and when one of my boys told me that i was like see that's your problem exactly that's the reason why your baby mama is tripping right now because you keep reconopening opening that door Look, and it's like you gotta shut that down because there's no having self-control oh, like for real because again part of i think part of setting those boundaries is there's a respect level yeah because once you set the boundary and you and you and you communicate it, yep. which is another key part because people for sure. are operating in their yeah. head all the time. And like, yeah. how do you not know my boundaries? This is you the way I feel. You can't you can't read my mind right now. Yeah. Like, no, nobody's a mind reader. I need to communicate exactly what my boundaries are, and then the cards are on the table. Mm-hmm. So now, if you violate, yeah. you know you violated. Yeah, and that's that self like acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, as cliched as it is, we're obviously in a new year, and I don't necessarily. I mean, I, it's like a nice turning point. Yeah. But what would you say is like one thing, one goal that you might have in the upcoming year as you're, you know, evolving and you're growing? Like what's what's like a, a to-do yeah. or what's a, a, a mission of yours? Yeah. So um, this is definitely a new year. And I'm it's actually, I'm, I'm, I have a birthday coming up in this month. Hey. But um, <laughs> I just got done with a plant journey. Uh-huh. Um, which will be another episode. Which will be a whole different episode. We got episodes and... lined up, everyone. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. Yes, for sure. Um, so, you know, I was in the jungle and I was, you know, sitting in Buddha. No, I was I was with uh, some very... Um, Uh, we'll get how into do I the even people. describe it? But like, yeah. it was just uh, it was an experience where everybody that showed up was open, mm-hmm. and I think when you're in that type of space and that type of energy, like there's nothing, there's no real worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of my desire to do that was, I'm at the phase now where I'm really trying to, you know, like you said, know yourself, yeah. and I'm and I'm. I'm intent with that process as opposed to letting 
time and events and uh, milestones determine who I am. It's like, no, I can solve that question this weekend if possible. Damn. You I know like what that. I mean? And, yeah. uh, and also, You're in the driver's seat. Uh, yes. Like yeah. you can take control of, of this process as opposed to waiting for some other exterior event, uh, exterior event to happen because um, through that, I just had like time to sit with myself. And for me, what I didn't realize is I needed time to rest, mm-hmm. literally do nothing, literally sleep. Um, Would you say that that like rest is your goal of this year? For sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I left that uh, retreat with is uh, move 10% slower in everything. Wow. Do everything 10% slower. Um, not only to um, really, you know, introduce an ascent, a sense of enjoyment in whatever it is you're going through, good or bad, but also to give yourself time to actually be present. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you follow a lot of just meditation or self-growth, like you see that the term be present is very, right. it's littered all through so everything, cliche. right? Right. Be present, be still. But, well, we're all just on our phone. Right. And we're watching TV. Like that's not, yeah. We're inundated with just, like we can't even focus for long periods of time. Right. Now, right. And so- that's something that I definitely want to implement. Um, I've had this, you know, like a lot of us, we look at our bodies and we want to change things and we associate these negative feelings for things. But I think I've now um, really set goals with my physical appearance that are gradual. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to become healthier. I want to change my diet. I want to look more physically in my head like myself Mm -hmm. and with that goal i'm nowhere in that is a deadline Mm. right okay i like that it's simply it's like surrendering i want to do this Uh i want to look like this Mm -hmm. and as long as i'm intent in that eventually it'll happen yeah it'll happen maybe in six months but it'll happen maybe in six years So if you had like a journal and you were like writing the to-do list yeah how would you synthesize that into like one sentence I want to be intent with who George is becoming, and I really want to walk my path. I really want to love myself. Mm. And period. All phases. Yeah. I really want to just believe it too. Uh huh. You know, know it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm excited for that's you. That's the journey. I, I think that once you set those intentions of that's your next evolution, yeah. I think then the universe conspires to present to you opportunities yep. to show up. Exactly. So um, exactly. we'll maybe do like a year-end recap. And oh, for sure. We'll revisit this. We'll, and do, see. we'll, do, uh, we'll do quarterly check-ins. Great, great, needed, great. But, um, <laughs> but no. Both of us from our previous corporate backgrounds. Oh, my gosh. Well, I Corporate think America we're... is a whole different episode. No, we're not. So we, can, <laughs> we can dive into corporate America. No, and, stop. We're done. And that poison, too. But, okay. Um, but for you, like, you know, where – you know, with you, Allison, like in this new year, I know you're very intent and I know it's been inspiring to see you dive into your journey and what you're going through. Um, like, what are some things that you want to put on the on the horizon for yourself? And I think it's accomplish? repeated efforts of showing up for myself. I think I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've even maybe like last month, I deviated from that. And mm-hmm. It, it brought results that were not optimal. And so I have to take responsibility for I had set a boundary for myself. I went against that boundary and the outcome was not what I wanted. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's just, it's, it's almost like repeating that muscle. Yeah. And I, that's the muscle that I want to continue to build. I feel yeah. like I have a little, have a little bit of muscle there, mm-hmm. but that's what I need to continue to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like at this phase, I know who I am. And I think that the times that I've deviated from that now are not optimal. And the times mm-hmm. that I've leaned into that and stuck true into that, it's it's transpired into things that are more positive. So for yeah. me, 2023 is about the year of that consistency. Yeah. So. Yeah. Stay the course. Stay the course. Yeah. Amazing. amazing. Well, I'm so glad we did this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Episode one. Episode one in the bag. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's like on the dot. Yeah. Amazing. Of course it is. Oh yeah, this is easy. Y'all thought podcasts were hard. What's going on here? This is smooth. <laughs>